是。Hello and welcome to Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. So this is season two and episode two of Savings. So we've, we're Sam. Abrika, is that how I pronounce it? Yeah. It's okay. So we've basically been talking about, in the last episode, we're talking about savings. So how to, how to improve your savings and why it's so important to save. So we touched on quite a few things. We said it's for your own peace of mind. Actually having savings in the bank reduces people's worry if things go wrong, if, you, if the boiler breaks down or if your car breaks down or you know, if you've got a wedding coming up and you've got no money, imagine like, not having to be able to go to your friend's wedding. So... Um, and it was a, an amazing stat we used. So, so half of the working population of the UK has less than £100 in savings, which is kind of nuts. So this is, I guess, a challenge that we're trying to improve. So this was, and we talked about kind of what what we can do about this. So, um, And I hope everyone in our audience <clears throat> has more than £100 lifetime savings. Yeah, I mean, we talk, uh, kind of talking about simple tactics like paying yourself first as soon as you get paid um, we've got cash coach which is the app that sam's de- um, is launched and i talked about the kind of 80 20 principle which is um kind of the, they call it the path of least resistance essentially putting 10 percent into pension 10 percent into an isa and then it means you can kind of spend the rest as you like um so right what we're going to talk about today we're basically covering um basic financial planning and we're going to tell talk about Sam's biggest challenge with money and you, how you can kind of rate yourself on money mindset scale of 1 to 10 so what would be your biggest challenge with money well to today the challenge is as an entrepreneur yeah. how to keep the light on yeah when you take such a big jump yeah leaving the corporate world no yeah. paycheck yeah and wondering uh how long will it last yeah so i'm i'm in the same situation i've started my own business i've left the kind of the safe stable nine to five job i i didn't understand the analogy of the plane going off the cliff and trying to build it on the way down until I'm kind of <laughs> trying to work out like how to get paid, um, getting clients in and getting kind of getting people to pay invoicing and things like that. So it's kind of another level of kind of the of kind of complexity of having your own business and kind of making things work. Whereas the lot of people that I try and help are essentially in maybe they're in a employment, getting paid kind of a regular salary and kind of trying to work out the kind of the minefield of kind of the complexity of investing so that's essentially how i help people if they want to top up you know isa I, that's kind of my area of expertise where i can help people but yeah you, you talk, touched about entrepreneurship and how that is a challenge with money tell me more about that mm-hmm. uh, so basically um i grew up with uh, no money and uh, i had to earn my own money even as a kid to, to pay for my own internet connection, to pay for my computers. Yeah. And, uh, well, fortunately, I got a scholarship and grant. I, I managed to study at university. Okay, and cool. I could access I could access to uh, high-paying jobs. Yeah. Uh, that was great. It could pay off all the debt that uh, my father had accumulated. Okay. And uh, I could have, like, a great lifestyle that I always dreamed to have. Buy all the fancy stuff I always dream to have, such as like nice hi-fi. I'm yeah. a music lover. Okay. And 
Well, you, there's a point where money doesn't bring you more happiness and yeah. you want to achieve something beyond that. And that's where I started to be entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, the downside is, well, you lose the security yeah. of having a very good job. Yeah. And which pays your rent and you have a lot of uh, additional worries yeah. to take care about, to take care about yourself yeah. as a person and also for your business. Yeah. How to make it profitable, how to convince investor because the number one thing that kills business is money. Yeah, cash or actually the lack king. of yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. cash is king, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, the, the, actually the cash flow into your business, like how you can kind of make ends meet. But you're, you're looking for funding, is that right? You, um, you, you've launched your business, you're looking for angel investors, um, kind of high net worth individuals to come in and kind of, yeah, in, in kind of improve that cash uh, injection to business. And that kind of means you might be able to, I don't know, improve the the product or employ more people to get essentially get your product out there and help more people with saving and improving their lives essentially is that and and also what so where would you say your money mindset would be on a scale of one to ten um well i i would say the money mindset at the moment is a, a 10 out of 10 because okay, cash cool. cash is king and cash is the, the the most important thing yeah and one of the key differences when, when, when you're an employee, you, you get a share of the value of the company that is redistributed yeah. to you as, as a salary because yeah. you, you, you take part of this uh, large organization. Yeah. When you are entrepreneur, well, you own the company, but it always takes a lot of upfront effort, upfront yeah. investment. Yeah before you can get the fruits exactly and a tree doesn't grow in one overnight doesn't exactly. grow in one week it's it can take one that. or two years exactly you need, yeah <laughs> if you want the fruits you need the roots there we go that's exactly right yeah i think it's it takes like you can't you can't grow an oak tree overnight like it just takes time and it's having that for me it's having that belief that you are creating something of value and it will generate something you know out into the future but it's definitely that leap of faith that you're you know, you can test it and product. You can ask people for their feedback until people actually take their money out of their pocket and kind of invest in you. Then, or actually buy your product. Then you can't. It's it's always always going to be that leap of faith. But yeah, it's that is the there's plus and minuses about entrepreneurship. But then on the upside, the the upside is kind of you've got unlimited upside. If you see what I mean, I've maybe said that way too many times. But like, yeah, you've got essentially up. The upside is unlimited. So even though with a with a job you've got like a, a capped salary, you might get a few promotions, but it's essentially capped. Whereas, I guess if you look at I don't know face Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, like the founders of those are like billionaires. The sky is now. the limit. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's but no, that's interesting. So imagine you hold in your hand a winning lottery ticket. So money now is no object. So how would you be feeling and? what would you change about your life? So what would you, would you be doing the same work or would you be doing something completely different? Well, first, I would feel great. Yeah. <laughs> because money gives you power, money gives you independence, freedom. And uh, I think it's important yeah. to, to, to state it, like how important uh, money can yeah. improve your, your life. What it would change? Well, um, I would, I would reinvest it um, yeah. immediately in uh, in uh, cash coach. Yeah. So instead of looking for external investment and give away sell part of the company, yeah, uh, we would be able to keep everything. Yeah. 
and uh, just go forward. So money also saves time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and also you could, well, I'm just outsourcing other things and actually grow the, the product quicker. I oh, know, that makes sense to me. So moving on to question, the next question, what is your favorite mistake with money? Any embarrassing habits you've had in the past? All right, uh, <laughs> I have a funny story. Okay, go so, for it. Back in 2011, yeah. um, a friend of mine told me about, hey, Sam, there's this new cool thing, look, I'm, I'm investing in it. And I asked, okay, what is it? Why is it so cool? It's called Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> and what happened? And I asked him, and what is Bitcoin? Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of a currency, but you can't really use it yet, etc. And well, he, he didn't sound that great at the yeah. time. The price was oscillating between uh, two dollars up to maybe wow. ten dollars. So <laughs> I can't believe that. And I, I remember he had invested one thousand euros. Okay, insane. Uh, needless to say that today he doesn't work anymore. I yeah. think he, his LinkedIn profile is I'm a kite a kite surf coach on the oh. coast. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be the dream, right? But yeah, that's, I guess that's, but is another opportunity like that coming around? So the way I think of Bitcoin, it's, I, there's these waves, that ha like kind of technology waves that happen every, every, there's a guy, a Russian economist who talks about K waves and it happens, technology changes every 50 years. So I think Bitcoin's come, it's similar to the internet, it's, it's similar to kind of the cars in kind of the 1950s and similar to kind of trains and railways in the kind of the 1900s. Like every kind of 15 years, or 50 years, I should say, there's kind of a wave of kind of technology. And if you weren't on that bandwagon to get into Bitcoin now, is it going to be the same kind of upswing? I, I can't see it moving the kind of, as it's almost established now. I think yeah. the kind of big players have kind of come in now and I, I can't see that, that same movement coming up. But I, I, who knows, I could be totally wrong. It could keep going up and go nuts, I don't know. It, it, it seems uh, quite hard to imagine that Bitcoin will still increase by 1,000 times. Yeah, yeah. Given that it's about $10,000 today. Yeah, yeah. But then there could be another technology. Who knows, like you could look at like, I don't know, nanotechnology or like there's like biotech, like CRISPR technology. There's, that's the thing at the moment, we're kind of on a cusp of kind of all these amazing technologies coming in. There's there's so much that you couldn't invest in. But saying that, like for, for the listeners, I would only say invest kind of 4% of your kind of net worth into kind of these like kind of speculative, I would say maybe Bitcoin isn't necessarily speculative now, but at the time it was totally it speculative. It was highly speculative so at the time. it's all about risk, managing your risk profile. Don't bet the farm on one kind of crazy kind of um, kind of get rich quick scheme. It's all about, yeah, asset allocation. So just to kind of highlight that to the audience, because I can get carried away about talking about different kind of Bitcoin, new technology, because I think it is amazing the kind of the opportunities there are out there. But yeah, just a kind of uh, a caution there for the listeners. So right, just talk about maybe um, your biggest aha moment with money. What did you realize and kind of what did it change or what did you change about it? Uh, quite interestingly, the, the aha moment about I had about money was at high school in a math class. Yeah, okay. And uh, on that day, we learned about a new function that was very new to uh, to us. It's called the exponential. Okay, yeah. So, so for the, all the people who uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, don't have very good uh, memories of their math uh, lessons. The exponential is actually a function that is behind the compounded interest rate. Yeah. And the, um, the, there's a reason why uh, our society is such into debt. There's one trillion credit card debt in the world. It's nuts. It's because, yeah, it's totally nuts. Um, it's because, for example, if you say that you have a 5% interest rate and if you borrow 100, yeah. you would pay 1 and 5 by the end of the year. Okay. It doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. Right? And intuitively, we, we, we want to add plus 5 every year. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's not how the math of a compounded interest rate work. Yeah. It's not plus 5A every year. It's going to increase exponentially. So we as humans, we can't kind of work this out. We're not kind of, not we're not clever enough, but it just doesn't make, it's counter, what I call, investing is very counterintuitive. So it doesn't make sense. Although it, it you have to kind of work this out. It's a bit like, I don't it's, if you ever driven a car backwards and you have to work that the steering goes the other way, I don't know if that makes sense to the listeners, but basically it's the opposite of what you think. So compound growth doesn't shouldn't make logical sense. So in, in my book, Millennial Money Mindset, I talk about a pond and how quickly the pond grows, how quickly essentially it doubles. So day over nine days, essentially like day one, it starts with one lily pad. Day two, it doubles to two lily pads. Day three, it doubles to four lily pads and then eight lily pads. And, and basically by day seven, it's the, the, the pond is essentially half full. And our brains, it, it wouldn't make sense that the next day that to, to double again, it, it will go from half the, lily, half the pond covering the lily pads to the whole lily pad. It's kind of, it sometimes doesn't make sense with, but yeah, maybe I'm doing it, not explaining it very well, but you explain it much better, kind of the exponential growth. No, no, I think you, you, you gave a very good analogy. And uh, I think the lesson, the takeaway is our brain is good at understanding intuitively all linear process, so yeah. things that are growing linearly. And, however, there are so, uh, some processes like compounded interest rate. Yeah. They're not linear. Yeah. And we should not rely on our simple intuition yeah. to understand that. Yeah. So it, it works with the credit card and the debt, yeah. which is actually exactly, yeah. pernicious, much more dangerous than yeah. what it seems. So it works in reverse, essentially, like the compounding effects work. And it's yeah. just, you get into these kind of downward spirals. I've had like clients sit with me and like we've kind of worked trying to work out like how do we clear this debt? It's like there's no other way other than just physically, you know, trying to, you know, stop spending and kind of putting your income into clearing these debts because it, you get us into these massive downward spirals it's quite sad to see that it's i'm i'm lucky enough not to be in debt but yeah it's it gets really it's um, horrible yeah it's and, and it's, the problem is by the time you realize how bad it is yeah well it's too late yeah exactly half your income will go directly to pages the interest rate yeah and that's the thing of the debt <laughs> off the Rather than the actual debt itself, it's um, so yeah. I guess. But the that's good news, to... the good news is, it also works for investing. Yeah, exactly. And actually, having five percent annual uh, performance on investment, yeah, it may not sound much to yeah. end the year with one hundred and five, starting with one hundred. Yeah. But actually, doing that with the compounded profits year over year, yeah, it makes a huge difference exactly. long term. 
Ah, yes, yeah, it's a really good, really good point. So, what's been your greatest investment and why? Uh, I invest a lot in my productivity. Okay, cool. Tell me about that. Uh, well, it's it's something like not people, um, not something like people talk about yeah. too much. But I, I'm like uh, a productivity maniac. No, I love, I love productivity, <laughs> especially we're coming back to being your own business, your own boss, or your own business. It's so important to have productivity. You don't have a boss over your shoulder to kind of give you kind of directions of what to do. You have to get up and actually do it yourself. So tell me what's tell me what are your productivity hacks? What, well, first is to minimize commute time. Okay, because yeah. time is money. Yeah. And the difference between a 40 minute commute and 20 minutes, yeah. like every every single day, yeah. it adds up a lot it's loads. Like at the end can, of the year. Uh, yeah, it's like an hour, an hour a day, or even two hours a day, it's almost like a, a day each week. It, you know, it's, it's nuts. Or at least if you, are, if you do have to commute, actually do something productive with your commute. Like listen to this podcast, for instance, or I've got... Um, I've got an um, online program called Football Formation Asset Allocation and it's on Udemy and you can actually download it on your uh, mobile phone. You can download it and watch it on the underground. So yeah, if you just type in Football Formation Asset Allocation into the learning platform Udemy, you can do it on your commute. That was a, a shameless plug there on <laughs> for me. But sorry, yeah, keep going. So pr- reducing productive, uh, producing commuting time. Yeah, commuting time then. Uh, automating all the micro decisions in life. Yeah. Uh, Just explain more about that. So typically, um, I, I try to, to have mental models for, for, for everything okay. that can be automated so that yeah. I don't need to think about it. For example, yeah. how much should I pay for one kilogram of rice? How much should I okay. pay for a restaurant? Uh, I know how much it, it costs. I know yeah. how much it is in the supermarket, in Amazon, yeah. etc. So it helps me automate decision making yeah. very, very easily. Have you read Four Hour Workweek? Yeah, I mean, okay, okay, yeah. So I, there's a really good graph, like a flow diagram. It's basically, I can't remember it now, but it's basically like it shows you like, is this going to be, is this income generated? Yes or no. If it's no, then you can essentially like outsource it, or like, is it going to be fun? Then put it in the calendar. If it's yeah, essentially, it's like a flow diagram to save your time. It's it's quite for our work. We highly recommend anyone to read that, just purely for productivity. And that's where I got eighty twenty principle for uh, from, which we talked about in the last episode. But any other productivity hacks? And uh, yeah, anything that can enhances my day to day productivity. So, for yeah. example, when I, I used to work in the trading floor, yeah, and to anyone who has ever seen that the. Everyone has like eight screens. Yeah, in front I, of I used them. to work on trade for with yeah. eight screens. <laughs> and actually, I can't work anymore with one screen because just like context switching from yeah. left to right is actually taking a lot of time. So yeah. um, I like to, to, to have anytime I can the best hardware equipment yeah. that optimize my, my productivity. Yeah. And the thing about productivity, it's a bit like the compounded interest rate. Yeah. It adds up. Yeah, yeah. There's another really good book called, um, oh, it's ha- something about habits, but he basically talks about the British cycling team and he talks about like tiny, tiny incremental changes can make like a huge difference over time. So uh, he talks about um, the, um, the British cycling team. Basically, we were rubbish at cycling for so long and we were didn't win a Tour de France, but then this guy came in, I forget the guy's name, but basically tiny, tiny little changes, incremental changes and needs kind of, 
these exponentially grow over time. So just like, I don't know, changing your diet or changing anything like over time adds up. And for a productivity hack that I've found really useful is having my morning routine. It sounds super geeky, but every morning now, it's like just getting into really good habits. So every morning I get up, go to the, my office, turn my computer on, have a glass of water, breakfast, cup of coffee, and then like I do like a power hour, which sounds really geeky, but I like do like my highest value task first, and then have a five minute break and then do another power hour. And then like, it's amazing. No, like no, in, no internet, no checking emails or anything like that. But like the two kind of hours of like, what's going to gener- income generate tasks. And then, yeah, it, that kind of was a massive change for me rather than I, before it's, it's so easy to get distracted with the internet, go on Facebook, you know, check your messages, go on WhatsApp. And then you, by the time you own it, it's like 10 o'clock in the in the morning whereas actually if you just smash out a couple of hours you're like wow actually that's for me that was a been quite a big productivity hack but to any others or potentially so we've gone through um any other books you'd recommend so the four hour work week was a great book and yeah the habits i should put in the show notes what that habits book is any other books you'd recommend uh i love the elon musk biography okay cool like truly inspirational what Somebody just a mere human being managed to uh, revolutionize transport, yeah. Tesla, SpaceX, yeah. uh, banking, like PayPal, yeah. was half Elon Musk. The one thing I was most excited about is the power packs. You know, in the in the homes where essentially renewable energy can now be stored in these kind of batteries. Essentially, for, for so long, batteries were not very efficient. But yeah, Elon Musk is basically working on that as well. That's kind of a massive game changer if we can, if that's if that pays off. And when you see the output, uh, you wonder how is that possible? Yeah, one man doing all of that. Yeah, he's like a, <laughs> a t- ten man job. Yeah. And well, I recommend to anyone in our audience to, to read his book. It's pretty cheap on Amazon and it's, it's eye-opening about yeah. what you can do, what you can achieve in life. Yeah, okay, great. Um, so yeah, any quotes or anything funny that's happened you've heard recently? Uh, can I still say stay on Elon Musk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Uh, th- th- there's a principle that Elon Musk uh, applies in, in his life is whenever the world is challenging you whenever they say what you want to do is impossible yeah be it uh, land a rocket uh, on itself or create a electric car that 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 can drive faster longer than any traditional car always get down to the physics yeah other things is it physically possible yeah can it be like physically done and if the answer is yes, then you know you just have to work hard yeah. to get to that solution. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. I was going to do an Einstein quote, but I'm going to switch it up after just hearing that. So I was going to say, there's a Nelson Mandela quote, say, it's impossible until it's done. And yeah, I think, well, with Elon Musk, it proves that, yeah, there was lots of things that, yeah, we can do. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much, Sam, for joining us. Um, thank you. Founder of... Um, cash coach it is now available to download is, is that download available now is that right yeah it's available on android and on iphone uh in, in a beta it's working and uh, what cash coach does is it turns saving into a competitive game to give you the motivation to best yourself and save more every month okay. so give it a try guys yeah sounds perfect 
And thank you so much for joining. This is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruit, you need the roots. Please subscribe, please like, and please tell one person about this podcast or about my book or about, I've got a YouTube channel called Millennial Money Mindset. Check that out. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Hope to hear from you soon. Sounds alright.